We have a new year. With us today is Mario Economo. Uh, he's a, a former banker with uh, New York, London, Zurich, and uh, many other money center banks. And uh, he was raised in Europe and the Middle East. And uh, he's one smart guy when it comes to what's going on in Europe. And I think the way Europe goes, so does gives, gives us an indication which way our country is going. Mario Konomu, Happy New Year. Tell us, give us an update of what's going on. Yes, good morning. Happy New Year to both you and to our listeners. The weather in Europe continues to be very, very, very mild, which is actually a good thing. It has actually pushed natural gas prices down rather dramatically. And if this trend continues, as is expected, this will not actually be the horrible, scary winter from an energy basis that everybody thought it was going to be. So that is actually a positive development, uh, I believe. There is something, though, which is going on in Europe and concerns specifically Serbia and Kosovo and a border issue there, specifically with a Serb minority that lives in Kosovo and the fact that they have been told by the Kosovo government that they need to exchange their license tags on their cars from Serbian ones to Kosovo ones. This is something many of the Serb minority in Kosovo are refusing to do, and this has essentially brought Serbia out in support and in defense of that Serbian minority. The situation is actually rather tense. The U.S. and Europe have asked both sides to de-escalate. Serbia has in fact mobilized its army and sent it to the border and has told the Kosovo government that if in fact they force these people to convert their license tags on their car from those Serbian ones that they are driving around with to Kosovo ones, they will protect the Serb minority and their uh, interests in Kosovo. Mario, I think you have to tell all the people that at one time it was one country. It was called what? Yugoslavia? That's correct. It was one time it was called Yugoslavia. And, now, uh, uh, now know, Yugoslavia was made up of Serbia, Kosovo, yeah. uh, yes, uh, Bosnia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, and you have what's North Macedonia now, which is something that the Greeks actually settled under the previous Greek government and reached an agreement specifically with respect to what the name of that country was going to be, now known as North Macedonia. Two uh, neighbors are having an argument with each other right now. Both these neighbors have very strong backers. Serbia specifically has Russia and China on its side, and um, Kosovo has Turkey, who has essentially said that if Serbia does intervene militarily in this dispute, that they, Turkey, will actually back and support Kosovo militarily. So you have a essentially a Balkan war brewing, or a Balkan war in the making, if in fact it continues down the current path. Couple this with the fact that there are continuous overflights of Turkish uh, aircraft into Greek airspace. It creates a very volatile situation in that part of the world, whereas we know in World War One, that's essentially how World War One broke out. It was in that part of the world, the Balkans. So when did this whole thing uh, uh, come up with Serbia and Kosovo? Well, this has now been uh, in the making uh, for several months. There were some extensions provided by the Kosovo government. They did allow the Serbs to continue, the Serbian minority, to continue to drive their vehicles, and they get provided extensions with respect to them uh, converting their license tags. Everybody was sort of hoping that this would just go away and the Serbian minority would convert their tags. However, they've essentially dug in, they've driven trucks out, they've blocked highways, and they've closed access to their part of the country. The Biden administration, as well as the EU, have asked both sides to de-escalate. So far, it looks like the situation will de-escalate, 
and the truck drivers have said they will eventually be moving their trucks off of the highways, blocking uh, entrance and exit from that Serbian uh, minority part of Kosovo. The other big item is uh, uh, in Europe is uh, Iran, and the other big item in Europe, uh, Europe, uh, Middle East, is uh, Ukraine and Russia. I mean, any updates on that? Well, the Ukraine and Russia war continues um, unabated. The Russians are hitting infrastructure and continue to do so. The Ukrainians have uh, recently hit a couple of targets inside of Russia. There are questions as to whether it is, in fact, Ukrainians that are doing this or Western intelligence agencies. I think one of the most important developments in the Ukraine uh, and Russian war has been the fact uh, of what the previous uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel about three weeks ago came out and said, which was that the Minsk agreement was essentially uh, an agreement put in place, uh, an attempt to buy time for the Ukraine so that the Ukraine could become stronger um, in, in, in terms of militarily to be able to fend off any attack by Russia. If, in fact, that's true, and I suspect it is because there would be no reason for her to come out and say this in, in, the, uh, in her interview in Die Zeit, which is a German publication on December the 7th, uh, it means that essentially the countries backing this agreement, which were Germany and France, uh, acted in poor faith. That uh, makes it more difficult for the Russians to come to the bargaining table and to sit down and to ever trust the Europeans again. So I'm not sure why Ms. Merkel would come forward and say this at this stage. I'm not sure how the Europeans are going to be able uh, to have a rapprochement with the Russians considering uh, if they did in fact act in bad faith, they could also be on very weak legal ground if the Russians decided, which I suspect they won't, uh, go to an international court. Uh, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Anything else you want to talk about before uh, we, uh, we call yeah, it a day and enjoy the new year? There's one thing that's very interesting and I think the Americans should know about. Uh, the European Commission is actually, is actually considering... Uh, banning ships which are registered in the European Union to have crews of sailors from the Philippines. Now, you may think that that's not a big deal, but the reality is after Panama, it is the European Union that has the largest gross merchant tonnage. And one in four sailors on these ships are Filipinos. The reason the European Union is saying that these uh, sailors will no longer be allowed to be on these ships is because the certification process in the Philippines does not meet the standards set by the Inter International Convention on Standards of Training. And therefore, their certification is uh, not a good one. Uh, if, in fact, the European Union does enact this, um, we're looking at a situation where these ships are not going to have enough crew. They will not have enough people to be able to man these ships to be able to sail on the seas. This will come at a time when we've seen all sorts of price increases as a result of global shortages and as a uh, result of large energy prices on, uh, with respect to uh, fuel for these vessels. So this is something else that everybody needs to keep in the back of their mind, even though it could take roughly five years to play out because the certifications which are actually valid at the moment for many of the Filipino sailors would continue until they expire, you would have a situation where you would not have enough people in, in the not-too-distant horizon to be able to uh, man these ships. So that would create an additional crunch with respect to be able, uh, being able to have ships to move goods around the world. Well, uh, Mario, uh, Happy New Year, and let's have a great 2023, and 
Uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. Happy New Year to all our listeners. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.